What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Welcome back into JC's Pop Culture. A little bit different shit this week. Uh, going to do something different trying to start this up. Like I said, I want to try and be a little bit more consistent with the content here on the channel. You guys know, bringing you pop culture content, you never know what it might be. Movie reviews, TV reviews, going to get into some commentaries down the line. I've done a little video game news, trying to update on James Gunn's DCU, all kinds of different shit. So if you're into movies, TV shows, be sure to subscribe here to JC's Pop Culture. But uh, what I wanted to do now was I wanted to start what I'm going to try and make a weekly uh podcast we'll see how fucking good i am at uh keeping up with it it might end up being you know semi-weekly more often than weekly but i'm gonna try my best to make this weekly and what i want to do on here is what we can do is we can talk about the movie news that has happened in the past week or however long since i've got a chance to put out the last podcast episode and so not only does it give us a chance to talk about some more current shit that's happening other than just reviews and uh you know news that i like to talk about that i'm going to be updating on the channel with you know the dcu updates and um halloween updates stuff like that that i'll be following along throughout you know processes of uh ongoing build up to that shit but th this also gives us a chance to you know put this out on audio only side it's going to be out on spotify for sure starting off i'm going to try and get it up on apple uh amazon iHeartRadio, all that good shit as well i uh, will let you know further about that hopefully in episode two but i know for sure here that uh, episode one will at least be on youtube and spotify hopefully get it up on apple after too much longer as well but uh, that's kind of the premise here for this shit. We're going to, you know, talk about movie news for the first half. You know, the couple uh, news stories that I've picked out off across various sites, and then the back half of the show, I thought it'd be fun. We're gonna just talk about what I've watched recently, uh, which will, you know, usually in these future podcast episodes, be what I've watched in the past week or so. Uh, for now, I've just picked out, you know, a slew of things that I've watched in the past, you know couple weeks three weeks or so didn't want to go too far back so we're talking about too much shit don't want this episode to get too long but of course these will be a little bit more long form than the short you know movie review and uh video update news updates that i do on the channel and shit so uh obviously a little bit different format but hopefully you guys enjoy this as well um if you do you know be sure to hit that like button helps me a ton subscribe here to the channel for uh future episodes coming up in the near future and uh Gonna got a soundboard here and shit, but don't have any uh, clips loaded into anything. But hopefully, you know, in the future, we'll get a little bit, you know, fancy with it. You know, just kidding. I've never, never claimed to be good at this shit, guys. Just loved, you know, talking movies and TV shows. And hopefully, you guys enjoy listening to it and it uh, piques your interest as well. But for sure, uh, you know, check us out on audio platforms if you enjoy listening to podcasts that way. This is going to be up there, uh, JC's Pop Culture Pod, episode one. So just wanted to intro this shit a little bit before we get into it. Uh, well, like I said, we'll lead off with some movie news, then here at the tail end, uh, get into uh, some shit that I've watched recently, guys. But uh, fuck yeah, man. That's what we're doing. JC's Pop Culture Podcast. And uh, not doing this to exclude any other content on the channel. Like I said, I'm still going to try and bring you guys the movie reviews, the updates and stuff as frequently as I can. But this is just going to be in addition to. So hopefully it's even more content. Gives you more reason to uh, follow here. JC's Pop Culture. If you want to watch the video side here on YouTube. And then, of course, JC's Pop Culture on the podcast platforms as well. Like I said, check Spotify first. But going to have it up on the other podcast forms in the near future. Hopefully by the time we get to episode two and shit. But on with episode one let's get into it let's talk some movie news that's come out recently uh to lead this shit off uh i think something that everyone's probably interested in you may have already seen you may have not uh but it's uh deadpool 3 news you guys know is my most anticipated film on my anticipated films list spoiler alert if you haven't seen that video yet but you know put it out a while ago so anyway 
Ryan Reynolds celebrates Deadpool 3 wrapping filming after the strike delay that happened and, uh, of course, delayed the shit from filming. But uh, they finally wrapped it up, guys. It's a wrap on Deadpool 3. Uh, Ryan Reynolds posted a picture. You've probably seen it shared and going around, but this was the quote that he put with it. This suit hides blood, also sweat. But today, with Deadpool wrapping, it's mostly tears. Ryan Reynolds wrote in a post on Instagram. He went on to thank co-star Hugh Jackman and director Sean Levy. Um, I got to make a movie with my closest pals, and that doesn't happen very often. So that's pretty fucking cool. Seems like a lot of love went into this shit, and it uh, seems like it should be a you know, good product. And Ryan Reynolds wasn't the only one showing love. Hugh Jackman had his own little note. He wrote, uh, what a ride. I've loved every minute of making this movie. Not the training and the diet, but the other 93.2% to the best cast and crew. Thank you. You're all aces. I think this shit's going to be special, guys, getting Hugh Jackman involved in this rated R Deadpool movie. I'm super excited. There's a reason it was my top uh, most anticipated film. And, of course, there's the picture Ryan Reynolds shared on Instagram with the quote there. So uh, super excited, guys. You guys know uh, this one's coming next year, and it's uh, highly anticipated by a lot of people people obviously it's going to be the first deadpool movie um under the uh disney umbrella since you know the collaboration with fox happened a few years ago finally getting a fucking deadpool movie took a while i know there was a lot of rumors not being rated r it is going to be rated r not only is it rated r we're getting hugh jackman as wolverine in the yellow suit and shit a lot of rumors about what's going to happen a lot of rumors about cameos um you know we're going to see what happens i'm going to try and go in as blind as i possibly can and try and not be spoiled by the cameos and shit. I may not watch any, you know, trailers beyond like one initial one, but uh, maybe I'll do a reaction to the first one when it comes out. But yeah, man, excited about it. There's the picture that Hugh Jackman uh, posted with the quote that I read there earlier. So yeah, there's Deadpool 3 news to start this shit off. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some Jordan Peele's uh, horror uh, thriller news that's coming out this year. I uh, didn't know if you guys have heard about this one. I heard about it you know, a while back, but I know some new news came out on it. Uh, new news, that's fucking weird to say. Uh, pardon my odd phrasing. It's been a long day, guys. I uh, recorded this one late in the evening. I wanted to record it earlier today. Didn't get a chance to. Had some shit going on, you know. Full disclosure, you know, here in West Virginia, you got to have inspection stickers on your car. Go to get an inspection sticker. Think I'm just going to have to, you know, get that. End up having to get a headlight and a tire. You know, when you go get your car worked on, it's always some crazy shit. So, you know, be with, bear with me if I'm uh, stumbling over my words a little bit, but I'll try and bring this guy's to you as uh, unedited and unfiltered as possible, just trying to keep it real with you guys, just us hanging out and kind of talking here on these podcast episodes. But from this Deadline article, if you guys haven't heard, it's Jordan Peele's uh, production company putting out a psychological horror movie. It's called Goat. Uh, Monkey Paul Productions is Jordan Peele's company, if you didn't know. Um, you know, it's produced some movies in recent years. This doesn't mean that Jordan Peele's attached to write and direct. He won't be uh, doing that. It's just his company producing. He's involved as a producer, uh, much like Candyman, you know, the reboot that was, a what, 2019 was that? 2021? Can't remember the year on it. I want to say 2021. Uh, but uh, Nia DaCosta directed that, but it was Jordan Peele's uh, production company, Monkey Paw Productions, that produced that. They're producing a horror uh, thriller this year. New Marlon Williams was in it. I heard that come out a couple weeks ago, but just recently, I believe this came out today, actually, the day I'm recording this from Deadline. Tyreek Withers is going to star opposite of Marlon Williams in the movie. He's from Atlanta, which I don't remember him from Atlanta. I've only ever watched like the first season of Atlanta, full disclosure. I need to go back to it, but uh, hopefully, you know, seems like it'll be a good premise. Uh, if you guys haven't heard about it, let's see if they got the uh, summary here on this shit, uh, this Deadline article. Yeah, here we go. Um, of course, like I said, the movie's called Goat. But what I like about it, it's based on a blacklist script. So, you know, if you're an independent guy trying to sell a script, you know, you probably got it up, uh, had a script up on blacklist before ink tip sites like that. Uh, this one came from blacklist, apparently. Zach Ager. 
Zach Achers. What the fuck? Sorry, guys. Can't talk. Like I said, bear with me. Zach Akers and Skip Bronke centers on a promising young athlete who was invited to train with the team's retiring star. Film will be produced by Jordan Peele, Wynn Rosefield, Ian Cooper, and Jamal Watson. Executive producers David Kern and Kate O. Yada, yada, yada. Obviously, it's going to be a universal project. So uh, that's pretty much all we know right now. You know, sports-centered, psychological horror thriller. Right up my alley with all three of those. Sign me up for that shit. Jordan Peele's production company involved. Excited about that shit as well. So we'll see what happens with it. And now getting into some of my favorite shit, as you guys know, DC News. You guys know when we try and be covering the DCU in the lead up to James Gunn DCU kicking off, you know, officially, I guess, you know, um, fucking what's it called? Live action wise. Like I said, guys, bear with me on this shit. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It's episode one. Uh, um, you guys, I know I'm a workaholics fan. I know a lot of you guys probably are as well. You know, this is important podcast. They were talking about, you're not even, you know, good at a podcast or 40, 50 episodes in, and I'm not claiming to be good ever. So, I mean, you got to give me at least a hundred of those motherfuckers before I <laughs> halfway decent at this shit. But seriously, guys, um, Love DC, huge DC fan. Obviously, talked about that a ton in the past. I'll be covering a lot of DC shit here on the channel. So, going to be providing updates in the lead up to James Gunn's DCU, um, kicking off live action wise with Superman Legacy in 2025. Some animation projects supposed to be coming this year in 2024. More on that momentarily. But he also addressed something that uh, we were talking about as well here on the channel in the past, and that's the Elseworlds projects. Um, we know that Robert Pattinson's Batman movies are in that Elseworlds universe. We know that the Joker. Um, Joaquin Phoenix movies are in Elseworlds universe, not tied into the DCU. So, you know, they are going to continue to do separate things with those Elseworlds films. And that is also still the case for the Superman movie that is going to be pinned by Ty Nahisi Coates, which is the Superman movie that is believed to be produced by J.J. Abrams. And according to James Gunn, those plans are still on the table for now. That movie is probably still going to happen in Elseworlds universe. So J.J. Abrams, you know, going to produce a Superman movie. Nick Coates is still going to write the script, apparently. Um, you know, he's been known to write a, a lot of good comics in the past. A lot of people are excited about him being involved. It's supposed to be a black-led Superman film. I know a lot of people have wanted that for a long time. Michael B. Jordan, you know, long been rumored for that role. I know Will Smith is someone they wanted to play Superman back, you know, what, late 90s, early 2000s. So it seems like something they've been trying to get around to for a long time, and they may finally get a chance to do it now. J.J. Abrams producing and Nahisi Coach writing the script. Seems like it could be a good team for this. And I like the fact that they're making an Elseworlds story. It doesn't feel like it has to do any world building, tie itself into anything. It can just dedicate itself to telling a really good Superman story, a Superman Elseworlds story. And, you know, I'm excited to see this as well. You know, give me as much Superman as you can. It seemed like we went without it for such a long time. You know, even with the superhero resurgence, we haven't got a ton of Superman. We've gotten more than we did in the, you know, the previous, what, you know, 40 years. Because, you know, it was what, the late 80s all the way up till 2006. And then since then, we've gotten more in that time span but uh still give it all to me i can't get enough superman that's my shit as you guys know uh but james gunn confirming that a jj album's superman elseworlds film still in development and as you see here in this screen rant article james gunn answering there on social media himself uh someone asking the question is that abram superman elseworld project still in development james gunn confirming yes so uh, that's what we know at this point is that it is still uh, slated to happen. And we do have, you know, several DC Elseworlds projects. So we've talked about chapter one of Gods and Monsters on the channel in the past. Let's update the Elseworlds projects as well. Um, what we know so far is that there are five DC Elseworlds movies, as you see here, shared in this article from Screen Rant. Of course, one of them already been released, Blue Beetle. And then we have Joker, this Folly Ado, the sequel there. Lady Gaga coming in, supposed to be a musical. 
we'll see how that plays out in the future. You know, kind of got mixed feelings about it just because don't think it really needed a sequel. think it was such a good, you know, classic film just being the way that it was. And it seems like it's going to go, you know, different shift tone wise, obviously with it being a musical and different things. So, you know, I've talked about it in the past. I'm still excited. Still going to watch it, but we'll see the Batman part two, obviously continuing the Robert Pattinson Batman universe, which I'm super excited that they're leaving that Elseworld because that's one of the things that I was so excited about when I first saw the Batman, which, you know, I'm sure eventually I'll do a re review for it here on the channel, but you know, spoiler alert, I'm one of those in the camp that thinks it's probably the best Batman movie ever made as far as what I wanted to always see in a Batman movie you get the detective stuff and I think Gotham itself was just such a great character in that film and the way that they portrayed Gotham the dark gritty you know always raining it was really almost like the mix of Batman the animated series and the Arkham video games come to life for me so I absolutely love it so I'm really excited about the Batman part two whenever we get a chance to see it and then we have of course, Constantine 2 supposed to be coming around as well, which means I'm going to have to go back, watch the first Constantine Keanu Reeves movie. Never got a chance to do that. It's a character that I've never really gotten into, but if they release another one, I'll probably review it here on the channel. So may go back and review the original one in the lead up up to that. And then number one, of course, what we've already talked about uh, just recently here is the time he see coach Superman produced by JJ Abrams supposed to be coming here in the near future as DC Elseworlds project announced a couple years ago in 2021, but James Gunn uh, confirmed it that they are uh, still moving ahead with it. So uh, that's one of the big news uh, topics I want to talk about here. But then got a couple other DC news topics let's cover, and then we'll move on to uh, some things I watched and uh, talk, touch a little bit about those. And then we'll wrap up episode one after that, guys. Won't keep you guys fucking too long here. Uh, but, you know, wanted to get a chance to talk about some of this movie news. All right, next up, uh, Superman Legacy News. I thought about doing you know a separate video for this on the channel, uh, but figured, eh, why the hell not? Just include it here on episode one of the JC's Pop Culture Pod. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, Superman Legacy adds the Guardians of the Voxy. Voxy. Guardians of the Voxy. The fuck is Guardians of the Voxy, guys? <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 visual effects team, which I think is great news because... One of the things I loved about Guardians was the fact that, you know, I talked about this, I think, in my uh, top movies of 2023 list was how James Gunn made you feel so much about these CGI creations and stuff. So, you know, despite the fact that these were all CGI characters, you know, we're talking about Rocket's friends. He really made you feel great about them. And obviously the visual effects play a part in that. If it doesn't look believable, you're not going to have those feelings either. So that plays out well. And I think, you know, I talked a lot about some of the action scenes in that movie, and I was hoping some of that transfers over to Superman Legacy. I think bringing over that exact VFX team probably means that you're going to get some of that good shit that you got in Guardians Volume 3, which I think is up there high in the MCU for me, guys. It's right up there with the first Guardians film, which is probably one of the fucking most underrated MCU films, if you're asking me. And just as proof of that, not only do we get this announcement that they're coming on for Superman Legacy, but James Gunn announces this when sharing that they were nominated for visual effects Oscars for Guardians Volume 3. Most of this team coming on for Superman Legacy. So great news for the future of the DCU, for the start of the DCU, and for, of course, Superman, which is something that I'm super excited about. So I had to talk about that as well. And then lastly, we want to talk about the DCU. You know, it's like I said, it's going to be kicked off live action-wise with Superman Legacy, but there is some animated projects. Let's talk about one of them, a little bit of uh, everything that we know thus far, courtesy of this um, Collider article. And I'll share the article on the screen with you guys that are tuned into this shit on uh, YouTube. Uh, wanna, as I say that, want to encourage both you know parties, whether you're a viewer watching on YouTube, 
go over to the audio side, subscribe to JC's Pop Culture there. If you're finding this somehow on the podcast side without knowing about the YouTube channel, come over to YouTube, check us out, subscribe there. Tell your you know fellow film fans about this shit, man. We're talking movie news, TV series news, uh, some video game news for you know some rare video games that I enjoy, which pretty much is just uh, going to be EA Sports College football news up and lead up to that game. But beyond that, who knows? Some other shit may pop up. I have been playing a fucking that RoboCop Rogue City game on PS5. It's awesome, man. If you're a fan of RoboCop, play that shit. I mean, they've got the police station recreated, the city recreated, just everything recreated. I mean, they've got Lewis back. The same actress came back. You know, they got Peter Weller back as RoboCop. I mean, everything's literally, I think it takes place in between uh, RoboCop 1 and RoboCop 2. Uh, It's fucking awesome, man. Uh, One of the better, you know, story mode games i've played in a while because that's just kind of the player that i am i don't play much online save for you know college football i'll play online dynasty and shit when that comes out but as far as you know first person shooters and shit i don't play online with those because i just get killed over and over it's no fun for me so i just like to find a game that's fun to play you know an offline story mode on and robocop rogue city is the most fun i've had playing a story mode on a game in a fucking while it's fun it's that's the only there is no online play it's just that so if you're into if you're into that shit if you're into single mode story single player story mode games uh check out robocop rogue city especially if you're a robocop fan badass but wrapping up movie news here before i talk about some shit i've watched recently uh sorry for you know going down a rabbit hole but that's gonna happen that's why you know we're doing this long form podcast shit so we can talk about some shit that just pops up in my head randomly as well. Uh, but Creature Commandos, everything we should know about James Gunn's first DCU show. And I know some people are talking about, oh, I'm not going to really tune in. I'm just waiting on the live action shit. But it's important to note that characters are featured here in Creature Commandos are then going to show up in live action. And, you know, they're going to expect you to kind of know a little bit about them. And they're trying to be innovative in the fact that the people that they have cast as these characters. So, David Cornsweet is Superman, right? We know he's playing Superman. So if we see Superman pop up in Creature Commanders, I don't think we will before Superman Legacy, but I'm saying if they do another season or something or any other fucking animated projects in the future of DCU, it's going to be David Cornsweet voicing that character. Same for video games. They're trying to connect everything across all the mediums, according to James Gunn, as far as DCU-related shit. And uh, Creature Commandos is you know, part of Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters of the DCU. So everything that we know thus far right here summed up thanks to this Collider Collider, Collider article. I uh, wanted to uh, share this with you guys here to wrap up movie news. All right, so Creature Commandos, if you don't know a lot about them, don't worry. I fucking don't either. You know, I love DC myself, but I don't claim to know everything about them. I'm pretty much always just been, you know, heavy as Superman and Batman fan, so I don't know a ton about, you know, extensive lore, but, you know, James Gunn's going to really do a great job bringing that shit in because, you know, I would say not a lot of people knew about the Guardians of the Galaxy prior to what he did with that, so I think that he can make a lot of shit interesting. Look at what he did with Peacemaker, character probably next to no one knew about. Uh, You know, then he threw a lot of obscure characters into his Suicide God Squad remake. So James Gunn's going to make this shit awesome, I feel like. But Creature Commandos made the first appearance in 1980 in Weird War Tales number 93, created by J.M. DeMattis and Pat Broderick. Special military unit composed of supernatural beings. And the lineup that James Gunn will be using in uh, Creature Commandos animated series will be Rick Flagg Sr., an incredible World War II fighter pilot who leads the Suicide Squadron, a precursor to the Suicide Squad we know today. So uh, as the father of Rick Flagg that we see in both the Suicide Squad movies already, and they share that here in the notes, uh, the Rick Flagg that we've seen you know, in the fucking first Suicide Squad, the David Ayer one that WB hacked to shit, and then, of course, the better one that James Gunn gave us a few couple years ago. Uh, Joel Kinnaman played you know, Rick Flagg in both those. The Rick Flagg Sr 
Jr. that we'll see in Creature Commandos, his dad. And then we'll get Nina Marziski. Nina is a scientist for shade and specializes in biology, has experimented with creating life, and even attempted to make living beings for the Creature Commandos. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Dr. Phosphorus as well, typically depicted as a Batman villain in DC Comics. After being exposed to radiation, Alex Sartoria's physiology was changed entirely. His body now burns with eternal flames and vows revenge on those that caused this tragedy. Then you get Frankenstein's monster. Dr. Frankenstein created a man who became a plastic monster we know today. I've I think everyone knows about this shit here. GI robot. GI robots were machines designed to aid the U.S. military in World War II. First of these robots, known as Jake, jungle automatic killer experimental and was destroyed in battle. Second robot, Jake II, was assigned to the Preacher Commandos where he was a core member. So it'll be Jake II probably in this shit. Weasel. Weasel's going to be featured in it. That's fucking awesome. Uh, Weasel was uh, hilarious in uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. So Good to see him pop up in this Creature Commando shit. That should be funny. A first significant change to the Creature Commandos. Not a part of the team's roster in the comics, obviously. So James Gunn bringing this in on his own. Uh, typically portrayed as a Firestorm villain, but his DCU origin unknown. Uh, Sean Gunn voiced him in the Suicide Squad. So who knows if he'll voice him again in Creature Commandos. Will be interesting to see that now that we know Sean Gunn is uh, playing Maxwell Lord in the DCU as well. And then the Bride. The Bride of Frankenstein will be the main character in Creature Creature Commandos. Her comic origins are very different from what we've seen before. Usually she's referred to as Bride. Lady Frankenstein was also a member of Shade, where she and Frankenstein's monster fell in love. The two have a child who was unstable, leading to Frank having to kill their son after he violently attacks. This caused a rift between Bride and Frank. So the Bride will be the main character. Pretty cool shit there. Uh, as far as who they have cast right now, Rick Flagg Sr. will be Frank Grillo. That's fucking awesome. Maria Bakalova as Princess Ileana Rostovic. Indira Varma as The Bride. Zoe Chow as Nina Marziski. Alan Tudyk as Dr. Phosphorus. That's a funny one. Like that. David Harbour as Eric Frankenstein. So David Harbour is Frankenstein's monster, I'm assuming. That's pretty cool as well. Anya Charlotta as Cerse. Sean Gunn as G.I. Robot. Also, Sean Gunn, not... Uh, Per, uh, bringing back the weasel, I guess, unless he could be voice of both characters. That's fucking still a possibility as well, but he is uh, definitely being GI robot and Steve Aggie who, uh, Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, a funny comedian there, returns as John Economos in the animated series. So John Economos that we saw in Suicide Squad and Peacemaker showing up here in Creature Commandos. Like I said, everything tying together in this DCU. That's pretty cool. So, And then the article goes on to state what role will it play in the DCU. James Gunn said the Creature Commandos would be a black ops team formed by Amanda Waller, again played by Viola Davis. The version of the team will likely take place during the present day instead of World War II, so they're updating that. Waller will be getting a series featuring the Peacemaker cast, and she previously formed Tax Force X in the first two Suicide Squad films. The Creature Commandos can be used as an expansion of Waller's Task Force X project. With this first chapter being titled Gods and Monsters, it's safe to assume that these characters will play a significant role going forward. Peter Safran was amazed by the scripts he's read so far, saying I was staggered at the caliber... Fuck! He was staggered at the caliber of the scripts, guys. We'll see how everything else comes, but the screenplays are amazing. As far as when we can expect to see Creature Commandos, like I said, it's coming in 2024, guys. That's all we know at this time. No official date, but you know, hopefully uh, hearing some news about it gets you more excited. It certainly gets me more excited knowing some of the cast and shit, so wanted to do that update the DCU a little bit as far as that's concerned. Now let's get into some shit that I've been watching recently, and then we'll wrap up episode one here of JC's Pop Culture Pod, but uh, stay tuned. Going to have some uh, future updates on the DCU, of course, coming out on JC Pop Culture YouTube channel.
All right. So this has been probably three weeks ago, but I watched this shit quick. All nine episodes in just a couple of days because, man, did I miss out on this one? Damn. This Watchmen series, guys, if you haven't watched it, I'm going to try and keep this spoiler free as much as I possibly can. Because if you come away from uh, episode one of this JC's Pop Culture Pod with anything, it's go watch Watchmen, the series, if you haven't seen it yet. Incredibly well done. You know, alternate, not I want to say alternate reality, but it's because it, it is like a sequel to the comic. But uh, just the way that they do it, I think you get, I don't know, what, three, four episodes in? Let me pull up the episodes here. At, before you really start to bring in some of the more classic characters that you know from the Watchmen graphic novel and from the Zack Snyder film, if you were a fan of just the movie. But if you were a fan of just the movie and have never read the graphic novel, I will say that this is certainly a sequel to the graphic novel more so than the Zack Snyder film. I know Zack Snyder's film was fucking incredibly true to the comic for the most part but the ending of course i think was a little bit different but this certainly picks up you know with the events of that graphic novel being in play and you know i think it's i want to say it's episode like five before you really get into some more classic characters or realizing how this relates to that those original classic characters from the Watchmen novel but fuck man uh episode six uh, yeah, that's, I had to pull the episodes up just so I could talk about it. Like I said, I'm gonna keep this spoiler free as possible, but you see the rating there, 9.2 out of 10 with nearly 10,000 ratings on IMDb. This episode of Watchmen, uh, episode six of this miniseries is honestly, and I'm not bullshitting. This isn't hyperbole guys. One of the fucking best episodes of TV I've ever watched in my entire life. I'm honestly just mad at myself for sleeping on this series so long and taking so long to watch it, you know, as long as I did. But certainly if I'm going to talk about shit that I've watched recently, even though this was further back than some of the other stuff I'm going to talk about, this is certainly one of the best things that I've watched recently. Do yourself a favor, watch this Watchmen series if you haven't yet. Incredible acting by Regina King, Yayu Abdul-Mateen, um, everybody involved. Jeremy Irons, of course. I mean, I can go down the list here. Lou Gossett Jr. playing you know, a bit more, you know, dramatic role than, you know, some of the comedic over the top shit we've seen from the past from him, but he was awesome with it. Uh, let me see. Uh, Damian Lindelof did write and direct a lot of this, um, you know, kind of the initial creator of the series, which I'm sure a lot of people know from, uh, I think lost was the main series, which I've never seen lost. The first thing that I think I ever really saw of him was the movie, the hunt, which I was a huge fan of. Cause I thought that, Betty Gilpin was about to be an all-time action star from that shit because that was so one of my favorite action movies in a while as far as recent action movies are concerned. But I digress on that. I need to watch that series, uh, Miss Davis, as well, involving her. But uh, certainly, I fucking love this. It's not not enough because I don't want to go back and watch Lost just because I had a friend that was such a big fan of Lost that, you know, the ending, I know a lot of people or say it's like the juice isn't worth the squeeze for that show. And so that's probably why I'll never go back and watch Lost just because I don't want to go through all that buildup just to be let down, you know, if that is a possibility. But I think Watchmen certainly delivers on everything that you want, you know, the wrap up and stuff. I know a lot of people's complaint was the ambiguous ending, but I love the way that it ending, everything about it was uh, fucking great. But, uh, you know, as far as Lost is concerned, while I'm talking about that, I know there's people that were involved with Lost that are involved with the show that I have been watching. And when the new, uh, when season three, 
3 comes around, whenever it's announced and does come out, I'll probably try and do recaps episode by episode of From. If you guys haven't watched From, MGM Plus show, uh, you can find it on Prime, I believe, if you have the MGM Plus subscription shit. But From is fucking incredible. It's kind of like a horror version of Lost uh, from people that I know that have watched Lost and watched it. But it's awesome, especially if you're a horror fan and fan of shit like that. Watch that. But Watchmen, incredible show guys as far as you know dc is concerned on tv is this the best shit from dc i've ever seen as far as tv is concerned no it's like a limited series mini series whatever the hell you want to call it but it was incredibly well done gotta gotta give it up to them all right and i want to stick with the next series that i want to talk about while after talking about Watchmen, there's another series that i want to talk about that's actually a hulu series but before i can get to that shit i gotta talk about this documentary that kind of led me to that hulu series just briefly and this you can find on max it's called american pain um it's basically about these two brothers that fucking start this pain clinic shit in florida during the rise of oxycodone, oxycotton, all these pain pills, you know, early 2000s when all that shit was going on, which I never fucking really knew about any of this shit. So this documentary and then the next series I'm about to tell you about really were fucking eye-opening for me as far as a lot of shit is concerned, especially, you know, like I've talked about, I'm from West Virginia. So, you know, a lot of the shit that is talked about, not in this American Pain documentary, but the next series I'm going to talk about that I was led to from American Pain is like stories of, you know, could be stories of people that live near places that I've lived because they're similar type stories and shit. But uh, American Pain, uh, it's a documentary about, obviously, I think it's probably the biggest pill mill, the biggest pain clinic, whatever you want to call that shit. Fucking bullshit from the early 2000s that was going on uh, down in Florida. But very well done documentary. Um, incredibly well done there. Uh, Darren Foster directed this one on Max. Check it out. But I bring it up because then on after you know telling someone about it, they suggested that I check out this series on Hulu. And this series on Hulu is not only essentially kind of about the same shit, but it goes further into it and lets you really take a deep dive into the true villains involved. Because yes, the people that you fucking watch in the American Pain documentary, if you watch that on Max villains in their own right absolutely 100 douchebag terrible fucking human beings what you call pieces of shit shit right there you know what i'm saying and hopefully you maybe they're doing better now you know whatever but from what we know from in that documentary uh, that's all warranted and i think you would agree if you watch that documentary but then you turn to hulu and you watch this series dope sick which actually came out the year prior to American Pain. And you can see 75,000 uh, uh, ratings on IMDb and 8.6, so nearly a 9 out of 10 here on IMDb. This shit blew me away, guys. Not only is it just well-crafted, well-written, the way that it is thrown together, uh, which created by Danny Strong, which uh, I had never known as a writer director or anything yet personally. I think I'd actually seen stuff that he had written and directed without realizing it. But for me, what I knew him from was uh, Mad Men. Uh, what was the role in Mad Men that he played? Because uh, I fucking, you know, I love Mad Men, guys. It's a great, great show. But um, he act, uh, shit, let's see, guys. I know I just had this pulled up and I clicked off of it and fucked it all up, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, if you want to flog me in the street, you can. Uh, Danny. Danny from Mad Men. I fucking should have known. His name Danny Strong. He plays the Danny in Mad Men, obviously. But yeah, Danny in Mad Men, which is an incredible show. Hopefully you guys have seen that in the past. But he uh, creates uh, this show Dope Sick, which is based on a book. And now I'm going to have to find the author of the book's name uh, as well. 
got to give her a shout out because I need to get this book um, now after watching this incredible series. Beth Macy. Beth Macy is the author of the book, which is titled uh, Dope Sick Dealers, Doctors, and the Drug Company That Addicted America. Dope Sick Dealers, Doctors, and the Drug Company That Addicted America, if you want to check out the book. But as far as this TV series is concerned, Michael Keaton, phenomenal performance. Peter Sarsgaard, phenomenal performance. Pretty much everyone involved in this acting-wise gives it their A-game. Will Poulter, great performance. But uh, Caitlin Deaver, I uh, knew her from, I'd already seen her in Last of Us before I saw this. Uh, Ray McKinnon, it's funny because I saw him, I knew him from Sons of Anarchy and I knew him from the Mayans MC show where he played, you know, the same character. So seeing him just as a, as like this country uh, minor, it was just thrown so off for me because it's a complete opposite of the other characters that I've seen him play. But I digress on that. When I was talking about this cast, I got to talk about Rosario Dawson. Fucking brought her a game from this shit man she literally has me fucking getting hype you know at the end of one episode she finds some information in her investigation and seems like she's got people by the balls and i literally was fucking cheering her on and shit man i was excited but this series man will have your blood boiling you'll be so fucking pissed because just i guess the truth that it tells that maybe i know if you're like me i guess i was naive to or whatever but just fucking so well crafted the way that they put it together uh, Purdue Pharma, certainly a villain, and this portrays them being the real villain, creating this drug, knowing how harmful it was, still pushing it, just pushing sales, just trying to make money. And then it's all about money as far as, you know, why it's still out there, why this shit continued, all of this bullshit. And finally, you know, I will say, you know, as much as it does piss you off throughout and it doesn't necessarily have a happy ending, the maker of the show, Danny Strong, does a good job of trying to you know, craft and elicit some good feelings there at the end to send you away with. And it's not all a loss for, you know, us as fucking people, but you know, fuck the Sacklers and uh, Richard Sacklers, is that his name? Yeah. Fuck them. Richard Sackler. Fuck him. But Michael Stuhlbar, great job portraying that character. Cause you're going to hate that motherfucker. If you watch this series, but if there's two recommendations I can give you for sure, coming away from this episode, if you're trying to find some shit to binge watch, the number two, one and one a thing I would say would be Watchmen and Dope Sick. Watchmen is on Max and Dope Sick is on Hulu. Check that shit out, guys. And then I just want to wrap this up with a couple movies I watched recently and uh, get out here. All right, guys. Finally got around to watching the Marvels. Um, and really, you know, I like Nia DaCosta, a lot of the shit that she's done. Uh, so that drew me in. Uh, the Miss Marvel show was actually kind of fun. It had almost like a Scott Pilgrim vibe to it. You know, I'm not going to say it's the best shit ever made. It's not even up there in probably my top three of the MCU shows. But, you know, it was fine. It was enjoyable enough. And really, I liked Captain Marvel, though. The first movie a lot more than a lot of other people did, probably just because it took place in the 90s, had Blockbuster in it. And obviously, if you get that Kevin Smith, you know, Clerks reference and shit, that's fucking awesome for me. You know, I'm sitting there looking at the clerk's poster right now behind the camera. So, uh, for sure, you guys know that Kevin Smith's my shit. So that obviously made me like that movie a lot. So I thought the Marvels would be, you know, fun as well, but man, you watch this movie and there are some good ideas in it and some good shit that you could see that they were doing some cool shit with it. Like, uh, as far as at the beginning when it's transitioning, when they don't really know what's happening and, each one of these characters is changing places and stuff. Like I said, I'm going to keep this spoiler free. I'm not going to get into anything spoilerific if you haven't had a chance to see this. Cause like I said, fairly, fairly recent, but you can just tell, man, this movie was chopped and screwed, reshot to death. 
it's just a mess. Uh, the plot wise and just the way that the editing flows together and the pacing just feels so off, you know, even when that's what I was telling my wife, we were watching it in the first 10, 15 minutes, a lot of the action's pretty cool. And so, like I said, some cool fucking shit's going on, but I'm telling her just the pacing, man. It's like, I can't even keep up with this shit. Just what's happening. It's definitely a mess, but having said that and saying that it's obviously, you know, kind of down, you know, Marvel, they're doing the shit right now. You know, it's not, it's not a great time for Marvel right now. I think they're going to bring it back. Hopefully Deadpool three is going to be fucking awesome. And maybe some other shit that they're going to do. You know, I watched the echo series as well. I didn't want to take all the time out to cover the cover it on here as well, because it was fine. I, I enjoyed it better than the Marvels. I'll say that it does have some cool ass action. I don't think it's as gory and as fucking heavy as uh, Disney plus commercials and ads trying to make you believe that it is, you know, the Marvel, daredevil netflix series it is not that it's trying to be but as far as the marvels is concerned you know is it a great film no is it a good film Eh, probably not but watch it for the post-credit scene alone or fucking it's probably how you probably look up the post-credit scene because to me that is at least something that should excite people for marvel with some shit they should have done a while ago once they got these rights i don't know why it's taking them so long to bring in these other big name characters like i said i'm not going to spoil shit let you find it out for your own, but it's something that I certainly think will get excited uh, for you. If you're a fan of uh, Marvel and a fan of Marvel characters that haven't been portrayed in the MCU yet. So that's what I'll say about that shit. And then lastly, you know, that's something that was, you know, kind of subpar, but I checked out something recently and it's funny as fuck because I hadn't watched South Park in fucking a long time. And I haven't watched a ton of these uh, fucking little one-off movies, I guess you can call them, they've been doing. But I saw this one pop up on Paramount Plus, and it's like 45, 47 minutes, so pretty much a short film in essence, right? So I'm like, fuck it, I haven't watched South Park in a while. I'll, I'll check this shit out. And man, it made me laugh my ass off. And it made me want to check out some more of these uh, one-off films. So I got to give it a mention here. And it's uh, South Park Not Suitable for Children, guys. You can find it on Paramount Plus. Like I said, short and easy watch if you're looking just for something quick to watch under an hour of your time. And uh, if you're like me, it'll certainly have you laughing your ass off, especially just because I fucking think that Randy Marsh is the fucking most underrated character in South Park. Always has been one of my favorite characters. Me and you know my friends would always talk about just some of the crazy shit he did. And he's pretty much essentially one of the main characters and main parts of this uh, South Park, not suitable for children uh, special here. And uh, it made me laugh my ass off just the dumbass shit that he was doing. And of course, obviously, Trey Parker and Matt Stone do a great job of tying in, you know, not only shit that's going on, you know, in the world, you know, pop culture wise, right? Shout out JC's pop culture. If anyone covers pop culture satirically in a great way, it's Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And they do a great job of it here in this movie. And, you know, also they're kind of sending in, you know, a little bit of subliminal message about advertising, you know, as far as it's related to kids and shit in today's world, which is pretty fucking cool. Also pretty fucking cool. Also, right. I don't even know if I'm saying the right shit guys. I think that's what I meant to say, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty rad that they're, uh, you know, including that little message as well, I think is a little punch to, you know, advertising and shit in today's world. So, not only funny as fuck, but actually a decent little hidden subliminal message there. And of course you get the great satirical humor that you're going to fucking love from South Park. So even coming from me, someone that was a fan of South Park back in its, you know, early heyday, haven't watched it in, you know, quite a long time. 
you know, I'm talking years, you know, I'm probably what four or five, six seasons behind of the actual show, but I could still jump into this special and have a good ass time. So even if you're like me and don't watch her at South Park regularly, check out South Park, not suitable for children. You see good ratings there on IMDb, 7.3 out of 10. Personally, I'd give it an eight out of 10. So, you know, I'm right there with it. You know, some of the earlier shit I talked about Watchmen and uh, dope sick, I think are both 9.5s out of 10 for me. The Marvel's, Probably about a five, five and a half. I'll go five and a half. I'll be generous. Five and a half uh, for the Marvels. Uh, gets the extra 0.5 for the post credit scene. But South Park, not suitable for children, 8.0 for me. Uh, fun time. So those are some shit that I've watched recently. And like I said, guys, we will try and uh, I'll try and put these episodes out as much as close to fucking weekly as I possibly can. It's my goal. I'm trying to put these out weekly for you guys may end up being semi-weekly. We'll see how it turns out, but hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed this first episode of JC's pop culture podcast. Like I said, we'll continue to get better with it. Uh, bringing you some movie news that happens in the meantime and in between time of these episode releases. And then I'll talk about some shit I've watched in the past week as well. So uh, talk to you guys again here in about a week's time. We'll talk about some more movie news and I'll watch some more shit and talk about it. And Hey, um, you know, I'm sure you guys have watched some cool shit as well. Share it with me in the comments. How do you feel about anything that you've watched? Something, anything that you'd recommend that maybe I should check out and maybe you'll uh, see me talk about on episode two. If so, or did you watch any of the same shit that I did? How you feel about the Marvels, dope, sick Watchmen? South Park, not super for children, any of that. Uh, be sure, you know, let me know in the comments if you tuned on the video side, the video shad, <laughs> and my fucking Sean Connery, Sean Connery. Fucking, if you're tuned on the video side, drop it in the comments. Appreciate that. If you're on the audio side there, Spotify, you know, leave it in the rating review section, whatever section. I'm still talking like I'm Sean Connery. I just watched that movie Finding Forrester as well, you know, a few weeks ago. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's rubbing off on me a little bit too much. Sean Connery. But, uh, Nonetheless, I'm not Shun Connery. I'm uh, JC as always here. Uh, really enjoyed this episode of JC's Pop Culture Pod. Fun way to talk about uh, multiple things for me and for my brain to dive down some rabbit holes and we never know what might come up. But uh, be sure to subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. Subscribe on the audio platforms as well if you're listening on the ad audio side. And we'll have episode two out in the near future. Uh, looking forward to it. I hope you have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever the hell you're listening to this, man. But uh, until next time, Later, film fans.